Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Tucker time. <laughs> Maybe like a, a like a horn intro or something, or the Price is Right music or something. Um, to really help you start like a. Yeah, we are. It's Sunday time. We have we have, we'll have three intros that all play six, uh, successively. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's up, everybody? Chillin'. So Monday morning for streams. All everyone's going to their terrible infosec jobs. I hope they're listening. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny that like the Sunday when it's Sunday, it's Sunday afternoon and everyone's being like lazy and shit, and then you're like it's like Monday morning and you're just like getting ready to like do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like exactly like just two past eight. So uh I'm sure there's plenty of people on their commute right now wishing that uh, they didn't work in InfoSec. <laughs> Hell yeah. So um, from last week, I mean, yeah, it was a cool episode. We were talking about file upload stuff, uh, services with Uncle D1023, um, 1023, and that was pretty awesome. We had definitely, like, I don't know. It was cool to see, like, how services like, can actually grow and turn into, like, a real thing that you can actually... I don't know. It's cool to see big projects like that, basically, because most people I know make projects and they kind of just forget about them or give up when it gets too hard. <laughs> so it's cool to see somebody actually following through with it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you just look at my GitHub or as just an example, and there's like, oh, this project went on for like two months, and now like the code hasn't been updated for eight years. Yeah. No, it sounded like, like it was a lot of work, man. Yeah, definitely. He put a lot into that. That was like pretty cool, though. I gotta say, they ended up not passing that law that he had mentioned uh, that would make it impossible for him to do end-to-end uh, -end encryption. That did not pass. Wait, which law? Uh, I'll find. I'll find the link uh, here in a second. But it was uh, kind of like a you know, DCMA copyright takedown kind of thing where they were going to force anyone who's hosting content to oh, be able to verify that it didn't have someone else's content in there. Yeah, yeah. Article 13. Yeah, I'll find the link here in a second. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely weird. That, like, that, that when I saw that law, it just seems like another kind of law that's written by people who have no idea how technology works and they're just trying to, like, say stuff that would make... Uh, make you know, people happy, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> the best. I mean, it seemed like a law written by like the music industry or the you know the or Hollywood. Yeah, um, it's yeah. There's a lot of really powerful lobbyists that just try to get you know stuff passed, and people just you know their politicians have like connections with them and stuff, and so just just trying to like protect their their profits. Cool though. Um, through the link in there. What is this here? So mentors, aka Jack, um, was talking about there's a power line attack that happened. Uh, oh yeah, people can steal data from air air gap computers through power lines. This is like this is some not like stuff right now. This is cool though. Um, yeah, I mean people have like tried so many weird ways to um, get like called 
exfiltrate data through like power sources and stuff because it's you can you know filter out enough and you know extra noise and then just grab it. But it seems like I don't know. This is really crazy stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Chat, chat, chat. Yeah, I um, I'll, I'll read I'll read this, but it seems like um, if if you had a computer running through like a battery, like EPS, I I feel like that would be less effective. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean that's like that's like a whole like standard though, like the Tempest stuff, where like you're, it's like signals intelligence, where you're trying to reduce the amount of radio emissions and things. Same with like you know you can pull like you know information from people's monitors and stuff out of the air other things like that so it's definitely interesting forms of attack though but yeah um so did anybody work on anything cool this week uh, <laughs> you don't uh you don't want to talk read me uh, i yeah yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? It's it's closed, I guess. Um, Hell yeah, yeah. I uh, I submitted a bug to uh, to Discord, uh, their bug bounty program, and uh, looks like they are going to uh, reward me for my efforts to you know uh, cause uh, you know chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to share a little bit about what you found? Yeah, I mean this high level, high level thing. Yeah, basically it was just um, it just started off as a joke in code shit posting uh, channel where yeah, I made yeah. a, a, a random uh, random invite generator uh, just and it was it was it was horrible. You know, it, it wasn't wasn't very effective, but um, I got you know people in in the in the chat uh motivated me and i actually made it run a lot faster um and yeah i was able to just brute, brute force uh invite codes for random rooms with a success rate of about one invite uh per minute um yeah no that was really cool so like what you were doing was basically you were brute forcing like the whole key space, which was like, what, like 53 billion potential combinations. And like, we're trying to basically go for specific blocks of, of characters, right? Yeah, so the whole, the whole key space would have been um, six to the power of uh, 58. But um, I, was, I was able to use, uh, I didn't have to start from like AA, you know, AAs to, you know, all the way to what you know zero 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 or whatever uh, yeah just did it in chunks and uh yeah as uh just as i played with it a little bit more it, it just became more effective and, yeah, no, you know, since it didn't really you know why, why not tell them about it because it had no it had no useful purpose except for you know violating people's privacy it was yeah no definitely it was pretty like it was definitely weirdly kind of just it was weird that, that when you showed me the response initially when they said that it was rate limited but then they realized that the endpoint was just rate limited for bots which didn't really make any sense because you would think that like the api request would be the same the same like 
what are they grabbing for? Like a user agent that says like I'm a Discord bot? Like I really don't understand yeah. like how that would be. Discord have like this thing where you can um go you go like create a bot, and when you see in Discord it says bot next to somebody's uh na- like next to the, the person's name, that's using a bot token as opposed to if you go if you open the Chrome Inspector, oh, not the Chrome Inspector, the WebKit WebKit Inspector, like you know Control Shift I in your Discord. And head over to your local storage you'll find a key there uh, a token there and you can use that user token as like a 2fa user and um put that into your discord library and authenticate that way so the thing though that readme had done wasn't with any token it was like unauthenticated api request it was basically just curling um an api it was like an api endpoint with the um like the invite code or, or potential invite code, and then I had, I had to guess they were they were probably because um, I didn't have any of that stuff in the requests, like no cookies, no no nothing, just just the bare minimum to get a response. So they they probably were just limiting, yeah, authenticated users as opposed to just I you know uh, IP addresses, which is which is what they they did to fix the the problem. Yeah. yeah. It was just interesting to see that if they would rate limit like authenticated users but not unauthenticated users. It was just interesting. Um, yeah, you were pulling some really funny uh, invites out of there, though. They're really random. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, w- that was, um, I guess, yeah, we probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't talk about it. I, d- I didn't join any of those rooms either. That was, that was yeah, the hardest yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> No, definitely, like, looking at what you can find is definitely interesting, but you don't want to, like, just barge in, especially if it's, like, a DM. But it's just scary to think, because, like, those those group DMs, where do you create those invites? Because when you invite somebody to a DM, you just invite them through, like, Discord, and it's just, that's it. I think that those are, like, those DM invites are created by Discord without and not by the user, and that is what is sent to the user to when you invite like a friend to a group, you know, because I've never seen a discord DM invite, but it was like a group DM with users. That's good. Yeah, well, they're pretty common. I mean, I ended up pulling like, I don't know, 400 something invite codes over the course of a day and probably like 30% of those were, were group DMs and, you know, the privacy implications are pretty bad because like who you know you, you could say stuff in a, in a private dm and just like you know forget about it and it's just going to sit there on discord servers until you know whatever yeah, yeah. leave the dm as well though, right so like in a, in a group dm or server if you leave your messages stay so all parties could have left that group and you join when there's nobody in there the group still exists We should, we should try that. We should we should mess with that. See, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I would I would assume there would be some level of retention because I mean, doesn't don't uh, deleted pictures from DMs um, stay on the CDN for a while too? Yes. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. Like so, a little bit of testing I did a few weeks ago. I went into a channel that only had three people in it that I knew were not online at the time. One of them, oh, except for me. 
And when I dumped, uh, like, so it was, a, it was a new port open that I'd like just opened on the firewall and uh, random, uh, like just a hash of the time or whatever for the URL. And then ejecting like a.jpg, put that into a Discord channel. And then I got hit by about uh, five or six different requests that were all from the user agent, it was all like Firefox, uh, like Apple OS X, blah, 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 whatever. But if you do a like PT, like check the PTR on the IP, they're all from discord.gg. And then only one bot's user agent was actually like the CDN Keisha was uh, like saying that was from Discord. So there's some, definitely some weird shit going on. And then if you delete the message, you, yeah, the image is definitely on the CDN for like some time. Oh yeah, I mean, same thing with like Facebook or anything else. I mean, they're gonna stay on there for a while until there's a reason to delete it like that space is needed somewhere but yeah it's spooky sometimes to see what can get pulled out of uh random chats yeah i mean i've shared uh i've shared a couple of screenshots and and stuff um of like things that i'm working on just, just with you or whatever like, like you as in you in this room and um like you know like here's the something that i'm working on and then just like deleted the message after just thinking like oh yeah uh whatever image gone but then you know um reopened a closed tab in chrome and the image comes back up and it's like wait what yeah no exactly and i probably like i know that like facebook does it too where they have like uh they've bounced around um like different cdns that serve you and probably like cached and replicated and stuff so Definitely interesting to see um, how social media sites treat uh, media files. So um, we mentioned in one of the channels, I think this week, about uh, a virus total or other like similar integrations for one of the one of the channels. Yeah, um, like it would be pretty funny for you know to just get all of the known samples just you know, a fire hose of, of incoming samples and feed them back to VT so that they're all cached on the Discord CDN. And then <laughs> it just gets, like, blacklisted. It's like, this, like this CDN serves malware. Yeah, right, just, like, upload very similar, uh, similar files and just serve them from that link. Yeah, just re repeatedly forever. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely it's been cool. Like, there's been a lot of cool bots that we've been working on here. Um, some of you guys must have seen on Thursday, uh, Jin and I were testing and uh, like an automatic fuzzing. Like, our bot um, does has a fuzz command that gives you like a fuzzing string, and it was fuzzing itself and all of its other commands with it, which is really cool to see. We got a couple of good uh, crashes from that too. Um, there was like the Arabic like Bismillah, um, like is a really like complicated character that kind of like joins together i don't know how it actually works when you when you say it or when you, when you write it in arabic um or type it it in some renderings it'll become like this full like symbol um it's really cool um that one and then another just random encoding um bug both like destroyed go do they cool. still work those strings yeah, has that been patched up yet or not? I have not fixed that directly yet, no. Um, I was going to take more of a look at that um, to see, like, what actually was happening with it. Because um, it's, it's, 
a specific commands. It's because all it was running those commands all concurrently, so it had to like fuzz each individual command and then see where that um, like a null pointer exception came from. Which is interesting that it was that too. It was a, it's a null pointer exception. It's a left so or right um, character, right? Um, yeah, it's a very specific character um, or a very specific. Is this like a, a zero width character, like the the bug we saw with iOS earlier this year, with it, it joins like certain Hindi? Um, no, it wasn't. It it was similar. Hold on, I mean, I'm just gonna post it in um the stream channel. Wait, wait, don't share it with people. They're gonna be able to break the bot. Okay, then I will. <laughs> I will just discuss it then later. <laughs> um. So Andromeda in the chat here um asked if it's a generic fuzzer. Um, this fuzzer, what we did was basically, so it, it would fuzz, um, we would do this command, this exclamation point fuzz, and it would, it sends a, actually some sec lists, um, I took a bunch of their fuzzing payloads as well as some other fuzzing payloads that I have, um, just put them all into a file that then feeds, it'll give you a random, um, fuzzing string. And so these, the bot was then, when you typed fuzz, it would then send to itself um, using the other commands that we have. Like we have like an x86 disassembler one, we have like a, um, a YouTube one, Urban Dictionary, a caller ID, all these different commands. And it would just send the string to each individual command and then see what the output was. And so it, usually it did a pretty good job of, of like, you know, with regexing to throw out anything um, that was bad. But there was these two strings in particular that were destroying our bots. So we have it. If you look in our videos on, on Twitch, you'll see the bot versus bot um, stream, and you'll see the uh, different crashes. Pretty cool, though. Definitely. Some of, the, some of the videos that it was pulling up were really funny too. Yeah, it was pulling up like because like there were some specific ones. Like I remember there was like the the one for the the Telugu character, um, not Tel Telugu. It was one that's the iOS crashing one that's like power and then some other Arabic text and some other weird characters. And that, when you search that on YouTube, that actually brings up a video explaining what that bug actually is. But it's just funny that, that YouTube's uh, API can handle it really well. They came prepared. They definitely did. Cool stuff, though. But yeah, anybody else work on anything cool? Uh. I did some stuff with uh, this WordPress site that got owned, basically sort of like a favor job in a bit, in, in a way, but not really, but kind of. Um, and uh, they were like, oh, we got, you know, uh, owned a couple of weeks ago, all this stuff. They're like, oh, we got sh our website got susp suspended for serving malware, all this stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, I finally, like they had, their knee-jerk reaction initially was to change hosting providers. So like all the logs and shit just gone. There's like nothing to look at other than the code and some timestamps. And uh, I managed to figure out like that the root cause of the infection was actually the developer themselves, like the earliest modified file from this, um, the earliest malicious code because it went through and it has like, WordPress persistence as weird as it sounds so stupid to say. Um, <laughs> it like, yeah, it, it was a developer downloaded a nulled plugin like from a Russian forum or whatever, so they didn't have to buy it. And it just came pre backdoored and then backdoors everything else. And then I would say the initial hosting provider they had 
their other WordPress, like, or not just their other word, sorry, their other cPanel and like WHM type clients, they're probably all owned as well with the same thing. Um, so, but if you look it up on, like if you want to Google that specific infection, it was uh, like wp-vcd.php is the specific file that you'll find. And there's a lot of blog posts that explain like what it does, like where it was running. And it seems to be a campaign that came back like mid last year. Um, but the infection that I saw was from like September, 2017. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, WordPress like plugin stuff is just, I don't know, there's so many like weird, weird scenarios like backboard ones and it's just like, seems such a mess. <laughs> there's like one of the plugins that I was like, cause I was obviously looking through quite a few plugins because that's what WordPress devs do. Just put all the plugins. Um, and there was like three or four different security ones that were not WordFence. Um, and they were just like, you know, I grabbed them for a vowel and there's like, you know, you like user controlled variables that are passing through a vowel in a security plugin. So go figure. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, how do you go about, um, like looking through WordPress plugins for, uh, like, how do you go about auditing them yourself? Because you, you said, you know, uh, grepping for eval, um, like, functions. But what else would you do to uh, try to audit and see as your first steps? Uh, usually, I just, like, sort of gauge the size of the plugin is the first thing. So how much code it actually is there? Is there, like, a whole bunch of just stuff? Is a lot of it just uh, a copy of React or something? So they've just included, like, the whole cool. thing in a folder. Um, yeah. Just sort of assume that that's uh can be removed like you just with actual react if you wanted to or, or something like that just uh kind of lower what you're looking at because it's probably like all that stuff will be minified and then just like eliminate that which there could be stuff hidden in there but we're just going to hope that there's not um and then just start looking at the core functions and um a lot of grepping for like uh, different things and like if you look at uh I mean, obviously enumerating um, like version numbers and just checking exploit DB and stuff like that, making sure that there's not some super obvious thing that's already there. Yeah. Um, and then also going through uh, and just looking for like sort of, like when I, when I look at PHP and like you can often tell just like by how dirty it's written, if it's gonna be, if, you know, it's this, this code is likely to have bugs. I should look closer. Just, by pure filth of the developer um yeah. and then yeah just this kind of and like what plugins here are just totally unnecessary to be installed just throw them out just uninstall them um and then yeah i guess just looking for uh basic stuff and if it looks good don't like don't spend one of the things is like you can spend forever auditing every single line of code in like a massive plugin and you might find something but if you can just like not have it at all that's better because there's yeah. don't spend too much time on wordpress it's going to get owned anyway at some point yeah no, there's people should look out for and just kind of know the basics about what to do for just you know because that, that's a pretty common scenario now where there's like a weird backdoored uh plugin or there's a weird sort of just I don't know, function, you don't know what it's connecting to or why, and just like, so definitely be on the lookout for yeah. that. Install instructions as well, actually, um, are pretty, like, t 
telling. So if it tells you to like turn on URL F open or like remote, like just all the, the PHP options that you're supposed to disable. You know, yeah. If it's you to do anything weird in the install, then you're like, okay, nah, there's like, that's bad practice to begin with. So I'm not going to turn it on. And then like, if it's, I might go find the code where that could potentially be used. Um, or something, but yeah, again, so not that, spending uh, too much time on it. What's that? Um, that common WordPress plugin thing they make a joke about how these plugins that you got to change more 777 recursively bar www. Oh, yeah, 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 all files need to be writable for this plugin to work. And running is yeah, good. that's definitely a thing as well. Like, um I was doing a Laravel install of something the other day. Um, and Symphony 2, when I was writing PHP, Symphony 2 was one of the like preferred frameworks, which um, then like Twig and whatever. Um, but Laravel is just like, yeah, you got to mod, like change mod everything and like change the ownership to the, the web user because it has some script that updates itself. Or like you, you can install plugins through a GUI. So it's got to write to like, you know, all of all the places and you're just like, what the fuck? No. It's really quite sad. Like you'll see these updating instructions on some WordPress plugin. It'll say to update, just copy and paste this shell command and wget command into a shell. If you don't know how to use the shell, ask your system administrator. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like, it's like curl, it. pipe, pseudo, bash. Yeah, wget out to, yeah, it's horrible, man. And that's what, that's what they do. Like these, these, Hardcore developers that get paid six figures a year send emails to like Chris up saying, Hey, could you cut and paste this command as root, please? Because apparently SEO style version three needs to update. Like, what the fuck? Um, there's as well like uh, Composer, I guess, for anyone who doesn't know, is I'm not a huge fan of it, but it does do dependency management in PHP and uh, WordPress, it's like not on there. As far as I know, there's like no WordPress default composer for installing it as a package and having like nest dependencies like there is for some other platforms. And it doesn't seem to be on the roadmap either. So dependence, like nested dependencies are just sort of like copy and paste it into a Git repo and then that's it forever. There's like no, no Git submodules or anything like that. Just put it in and whatever version it is, that's what version it is until WordPress tells me otherwise. That was interesting. Yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff. We, we've talked about this before, just like people who, I don't know, like just weirdly backdoor stuff and then it just kind of goes through the environment. So definitely be on the lookout for stuff. Uh, especially if you use, like, if you have to use something that's like maybe older or isn't uh, always patched. So. You shouldn't use PHP unless, unless you're writing a blog or something you're kind of you're kind of low volume face. Yeah, I think um on the case of if you are looking to make a blog and you don't want to use WordPress because you do have a couple of brain cells to put together, look at uh like like Jekyll or like uh, Octopress or um, Pelican for Python as well, which are like. You just write Markdown um, with most, or you, like there's no, you know, you run them on your local machine and then you sync them to GitHub pages, which will give you SSL and stuff as well, or like whatever like that. Um, or S3 buckets or something, just put them on uh, like a static host. Yeah. 
Yeah, no code, can't get hacked, except then you get XSS and law, but everyone laughs anyway. Andromeda says, what about Drupal? Same. Yeah. I don't really use Drupal. Um, I haven't really used it before. I don't know. Yeah, I think Drupal has uh, shared. I think it was maybe built on Symfony. I'm not 100% on that, but I've been out of the PHP game for some time. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like um, if you can do a static export, like if there's a static export module from Drupal, like I know there's one for WordPress and Joomla and stuff like that. You can have that CMS offline or behind a firewall or like, you know, like internally on a network or something, which is still bad. Yeah. But at least it's not internet facing. And then so when you have um, the people there who are like, oh, but I have to upload a photo and I just want to use the click button, update the text or whatever, it's like, okay, well, you can still have that. You can still have that uh, like WYSIWYG type thing and then uh, and then just unpublish, like push it to whatever hosting provider as a static thing. Oh, yeah. No, it's like a lot of little tricks you can do segment stuff just because now people know that those those things have their own issues but are definitely good mitigations for people uh, I, don't I don't understand why we need all of this dynamic functionality on pretty much 99 percent of websites like why can't they just be static brochure <laughs> like no interaction at all from a user yeah, I feel like it's just like a simple blog. Like, why is it? Why do you need like a login function? You know, why is there an admin login at all? Like, why is there an, an uh, a portal or a user management portal or an or a content editor? Why is there rich content editing in your production web app? <laughs> Seems like yeah. there's something fucked up in your development idea of development in your head. Like, you you're fucked up. Like, I'm. It's like a chef that brings the food to the table and starts cooking the shit right there in front of you. What do you have about what do you have against Hibachi? No, but yeah, you're definitely right. Like uh there was a case that I won't disclose where, but um a, a large company let their marketing team do something that they uh, on their own and marketing team bought access to hosted platform uh, CMS type thing because all these other big companies used it. Um, I think Disney was on the list. Um, and uh, yeah, that like those like marketing, sorry, the marketing guys were like, Oh yeah, all these other big companies use it. It must be good. And when somebody who was not in the marketing team uh, got the credentials, they were able to log in, like just not just not just SCP with those credentials, they could just log in with a shell. And in the home directory was all of those other big clients, like just listed there under the same user. <laughs> Amazing. And so like, what, like Disney subdomains and stuff were on the same login, right? Yeah. Remember the one with uh, Fox, Fox News? Uh... Their what got leaked? It was something stupid, but everything was, was running on the directory. Whole bunch of shit. Yeah, it was like the home directory of like some developer, and then like all these different other like things that he was doing as well were all like run out of the same thing, and they were running root as well. 
They had like SSH keys in it and shit. Yeah, that's what it was. It was SSH keys to like Fox News and a bunch of other like news stuff, and it just was just in this one guy's thing running his route. Gotta love it. I think that's still archived. Oh, definitely. That's <laughs> such a nightmare to have to deal with. I'm gonna see if I can find it real quick. He's gotta rekey everything. But yeah. Um good vibes. Are you there? I see him reacting, but someone say hi. We had people we from a Pentasec um Discord and community come and join us today too, so I want to say hi to them because they got some cool stuff going on. We're trying to make like a, a group CTF thing. Oh, yeah. We also got to talk about our CTF um, challenge stream for November. Keep trying to bring it up just so we can get it out there for people. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing a 24-hour-long um, CTF stream, um, and it's going to be wild. I'll post it in the chat right now. Um, Go. Oh, yeah, twitter.com forward slash studcraft. No, wrong link. Um, where you this one, paste, go. All right. Um, so, yeah, anybody wants to join us or submit challenges to us, they totally can. Just DM us or post wherever we might be able to see it. We can uh, get in contact with you because. We're going to just uh, blaze through a bunch of different challenges and um, hopefully not die, but let some cool people uh, doing die. things. Not die. Might do some Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> How's your Sunday going? Sunday, Monday. Monday. Good. Spectacular. <laughs> hey, so... Uh... Thugcrad, like you, you've been talking that we, we've mentioned a couple of different things with the the bot that's been going on with like disassemblers and, and fuzzing and stuff like that in our uh, in our Discord. I guess there's the the CTF that we can't, that we we're going to be doing in November and all that. Um, if anyone hasn't noticed, the Thug Crowd is uh, is actively thugging out here um, together mm -hmm. as a as a mob. So you can come and get involved. Also, if you don't just have like a crowd of thugs. Yeah. yeah it's, got, it's got a crowd vibe to it and also a thug vibe. A cloud crowd. <laughs> thugs. Uh, I just posted our Discord in um, the chat again. So if anybody wants to see now, join us. Please do. Um, everyone's writing really cool bots. We're doing all sorts of funny projects. And we're also trying to get... There's a lot of really cool communities as well that do stuff in Discord. And we definitely like are... You know, we do our own thing, but there's people who do more like professional development kind of stuff, and people who more focus on like you know CTF and reversing and, and things. There's a lot of cool uh, groups and things. I'm really excited to uh, start working with a little bit more. Yeah, very cool. Hey, uh, real quick, where's the Discord link? I just posted it into the um, Twitch chat. Oh, okay, right, got it. But I can post it in Voices Voice too. It's the same thing. In case you need. Um, that one's only gonna last for a day, though. It's just like a, but I have like a. There's one somewhere. That is, I, think uh, it, I think it's good to do that, like 24 hours at least for the, like, uh, even being overly paranoid. Yeah, we need I a mean, vanity one. I think we. Yeah, I know. Crowd, right? 
Benny Hats Club got a discord.gg slash infosec, I think. <laughs> like, is, does that exist? You have to get a, um, you have to get a, what's it called? Partnership. Oh, really? Was it always like that? I thought you could do uh, dynamic in the past. I think you had to pay. Weird. Huh. Hey, read me. Why don't you hit up those guys at Discord and tell them mm-hmm. that, uh... Ooh. <laughs> tell them to make yeah. us a partner for lols. We're up and coming, and, uh... It'll help us become a Discord. Blah, blah, blah. On a side note, those, uh... Those dynamic, um... Or the, the static invite vanity ones are, uh... Not case-sensitive. Oh, really cool. So, uh, I guess some up-and-coming things uh, that we have as well, besides all this, like, other stuff. I mean, we got some good guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yes, we do. Um, so we should have uh, Casey from Bug Crowd on Tuesday. Hell yeah. Bug and then after- trust Bug Crowd. I know, it's really funny. We're going to finally, like, talk to the people we've been biting the name from for however many months now. <laughs> Did they- Awesome. Wait, who's who had it first? Who had it first? Bug crowd or thumb crowd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really caused a lot of confusion, and <laughs> they're like, they're like so the original, uh, the, the original page that was on thugcrowd.com. I don't know if it's organi- if it's archived or not, but um, it was basically like the W get mirror of uh of bug crowd, and then it just um, I did like a find replace on uh. Uh, like it's a, you know thousands of thugs at your disposal, like you know, crowdsourcing like thugs and stuff it was yeah. But it was only up for like a day or something. It was like a joke. Um, but yeah, so we also have uh, I guess we're gonna be at DefCon as well. A lot of people. Um, so oh yeah, interesting projects that we'll we'll share. I think probably closer to the date, but uh. But yeah, we're gonna have some uh, we're gonna have some merch and funny promotional items too. It's gonna be so good. That's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Um, is Pike on here? Pike, are you interested in making like a thug crowd badge or anyone for DefCon? So he he has he made a uh, an antenna that's like kind of like a badge almost, but it's more of like a it's kind of like a card format. Um, but then he had some other ideas for um for called badges for the future but nothing that we can probably get together in the time that it would take for defcon i'm not sure yeah it's so close holy shit yeah we started thinking about merch and stuff like literally like last week and we're just like oh shit we should like make stuff for people to uh like actually know what we're doing (laughs) yeah i mean i think what the real thing like the real reason we're getting merch is so that we can get profiled by nation states but (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we want to put targets on our back for whenever yeah. we're walking around. We have like, have, like, thug stuff on, be walking down the strip, and some dude's just going to be like, yeah, fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, we also would um, definitely check out our USB fans. <laughs> yeah, they're actually, uh, they're, they're really efficient. Um, MG oh. came up with those. Yo, we should totally he, do this. really good, like. But, like, actually yeah. weaponize it. <laughs> he has a really good history of not weaponizing random electronics. <laughs> That's great. 
Hold on one second. I'm going to be step away for a second. Do we have a theme for tonight? Or are we free balling? Yeah, I'm curious about that too. <laughs> yeah, so, well, we had, uh, I guess this is a, a sort of the follow up from um, the talk we had last week about, uh, sorry, last Tuesday about uh, hosting, you know, um, you know, scripts and stuff and legalities about that. But we kind of just went off topic and we're free balling. Sweet. Yeah, we should. Uh... Totally not any of us, but somebody random should host an onion for that stuff, and that way they don't have to worry about it, right? Yeah. So that was uh, that was Technic IO that uh, we had on last week. I don't know. Were you, were you here last week, Dan? You were here, right? Yeah, yeah. What did he? Uh, what was he trying to do? So like Git hosting, image hosting, uh, paste sharing, like end-to-end encryption on all of that, and how to uh, scale and. Um, abide by the law while also allowing people like freedom to uh, to post without you know so like avoiding um, the nasty stuff being hosted on the platform without like infringing privacy I guess is the yeah. challenge. I really and so just I mean we already you, that was actually an amazing recap of it, but just to dive on it for a second, it's uh it's such an interesting topic because yeah you're either protecting the privacy of privacy and, and integrity for everybody where you're protecting it for the majority um, and you got to find a balance somewhere in there because otherwise you're hosting bad shit yeah definitely um and i mean that's always the horrible thing like so i've been uh, i've been talking to a few different companies in the last few weeks about um you know uh security roles and stuff like that put me you know, being on the market for a, a little bit and um one of the things that I bring up in in the interviews is like this idea of security because everyone is sort of like cybersec. I come out of university, you go into cybersecurity. I learned cybersecurity in university and now or college or whatever, and now I'm a certified hacker. I do an OSCP, and now I'm industry material. And it's like I've, I've had to remind a few people that um, you know, you wouldn't even like if you if you had a bank account and no one was ever going to steal the money. Would you even have a password? The only reason that there's the security industry is because bad people will break into it. So if you see me as like a potential like threat actor or whatever in your in your WhatsApp, you're kind of getting it backwards um, because like you know there's a reason that we know these things, right? Because if if we don't, only the attackers know. I go well when I say attackers, only the only the bad people know, and uh, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. And like, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of substance to that, for sure. I missed the whole topic because my mic was fucking up. Can you guys hear me okay now? Yeah, we got you, man. How's it going, Chris? Hey, Chris. What's going on, dude? Long time hey. no chat. I know, making it. Yeah, it's been, been a while. In between. Yeah. How's yeah, sleep? right now, both <laughs> the kids are asleep, so it's like, oh, okay, I'll take a couple of minutes. When did the when did the Sunday stream become a thing? Is this like just like a bullshit stream? Like you just whatever? We we kind of do it to talk about. We do it either to expand on what we're talking about the past week that we didn't get to, and also just kind of like talk about whatever. So or it's kind of more casual because we we went into we had an interview last week with a uh, guy from Technica IO, um, Uncle D, and so yeah, we just talk about <laughs> kind of whatever update on our different projects. Right on, cool. Talk about being a dad. 
Yeah. <laughs> it is uh it's it's an experience, dude. Fucking you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that like, you know, when I tell people in real life they kinda look at me like I'm a dickhead for saying, but I'm just gonna say it. Babies are fucking assholes. All right. <laughs> and you know, everybody's like, Oh my god, how can you say that? They're so cute. They're cute when they're asleep, but when babies are awake, dude, they're fucking assholes. They really are. <laughs> Like a picture of a baby is it cute? Maybe a baby that you might get to hold for a second is cute, but yeah, definitely it's a big responsibility. Oh, God, you know, like nobody, nobody tells you like the bullshit that you got to deal with when you have kids. You know what I mean? You just kind of find it out one shitty scenario. Like, dude. So <laughs> the other night I was changing my oldest, right? And you know, I just finished cleaning them up, like before I put the new diaper on. This motherfucker does a shit machine gun at me. And fucking covers it, dude. The distance that he got, Ugh. fucking, it went like, like, dude. All right, I'm six foot three, so I got reach, right? And and I've I've learned like when you change a baby, you fucking use all your reach. You don't fucking get down in there. And fucking, dude, he fucking hit me on the fucking leg a little bit, got in my fucking beard, oh, you know, and God, <laughs> like a fucking amateur might be like, oh, I'm going to clean all this shit up off of me. And but no, that's not what you got to fucking do. You got to suppress fire. You got to oh. cover that shit up. Wait, what? And you got to fucking, <laughs> yeah, dude, you, you can't stop what you're doing to wipe the shit off of you. That's the reaction. Like, oh, I got shit in my beard. It fucking stinks. I want to clean it. No, <laughs> oh, dude, God. you keep fucking going. You finish up because you know what? That baby's not going to stop shitting because he knows that he fucking got you. And, he, and you know, he, he's looking at me. He's fucking laughing at me and shit. And he's like, ah, oh, I shit on dad again. You know, so it's like, whatever, dude. Wait, but I just want to point out right now the similarities <laughs> between what you're saying and people who work in incident response. Well, that's, dude, my fucking kids, I'll, I'm going to give them an APT name. I don't know what, yeah, APT poopy diaper or some shit. But they're fucking, I mean, I love them and stuff, but. You know, it's it's hard, dude. It's really hard. Advance. How do you stop a baby from shitting? Threat. Yeah, exactly. What's that? How do you what? How do you stop a baby from shitting? Or do you just mean like <laughs> let him finish somewhere yeah. else besides your beard? No, yeah. Well, yeah. That's no. You cover it up. You cover that shit with like a with a wipe or some shit. I'm not. I'm not saying stop him. Like fucking uh -oh. you know, ram something <laughs> like, in there, cork him up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Yeah, yeah it's like, is it like a dog? You can't interrupt them while they're shitting, or they, or they attack you. Or... Yeah. Well, they don't attack you, but you know what? Though, fucking, I'm gonna tell you another thing about babies that nobody fucking tells you, dude. Their fucking fingernails are like fucking talons. Huh. They're super fucking sharp. And when you're fucking like, if they're hungry, like my oldest, like the way he lets me know that he's hungry is when I hold him, he'll fucking start clawing at me, and, and like, dude, he's he's torn pieces of skin off of me. Jeez. You know. Yeah, it's fucking, it's it's brutal, dude. But I mean, you know, it's, I mean, they're starting to smile now and and do cute shit. They make they make like noises like ew and shit like that, and that's cute, you know. But I mean, whatever, dude. Having having kids, I think, is overrated for the most part. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, so, do you guys know anything about? Have you ever seen? Because I hadn't seen this until I saw it on being sold on eBay. But there is like replica babies that are like um, basically, I guess the target market is for um, is kind of sad because it, it's for parents who have lost a child, which is Holy yeah, that's, fuck. I, I can't even imagine that happening. Right. That's that's horrible. Dude. But the, the market is to sell these like um, 
I'm just, I'm gonna link a, a, a gallery because it's this is creepy as hell, right? I'm gonna link this gallery in the Twitch chat. Shit got um, really dark, dude. What? Yeah, the dude, it's like, what happened? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, this is like these are like these these dolls that people make so that they can like uh, cope with loss. That's fucking insane, dude. Oh, okay, that's not dark. Okay, if they're yeah, only right. if they're only dead babies, that's not dark at all. Uh, thanks for correcting <laughs> like, me. Oh my god. It's creepy as hell, but they don't oh shit. What, what about the What chat am I in? Welcome to Thug everyone. The Sunday shows. Yo, okay, so I missed that part. How did that end? Like, it started off creepy. Did it get creepy at the end of there? <laughs> yeah, I had it's really fucking creepy right now. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, what the fuck, DNZ? What did you do, guys? What did you fucking do? <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's so creepy. So wait, what's the market? Like, I, I heard fucking parents who lost their kids. And then, right. And yeah, then like, I'm going to leave the gallery, and I come no, no, back no, no. and so, all this. These, these babies, these... Fucking disgusting. Babies. What the fuck is wrong with these babies? Babes. These aren't babies. These are, these are dolls. <laughs> replicas. They're like zombie They're fucking all, babies. Holy though. shit. They, these are dolls so that people can... Like um, a real, like a real doll, but for dead babies. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> this is a market. Like this is a thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. That's what I'm doing, this is a hacking and security podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is weird. But this is the Sunday stream, so we go balls out. <laughs> <laughs> you know how those babies are made? Can we put a payload in the baby? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> of it. USB charger baby that has a uh, hidden pack in it. Some kind of exploding baby when you plug it into a mech. <laughs> it's a, oh, like yeah. a cell jammer or a femto cell. We could actually give it talons. <laughs> You'd make like oh, a drunk baby. Listen to this in the future. Please let's put a femto cell in a, in a baby doll. <laughs> oh, dude, if you're walking around with a pram with one of these fucking dolls in it and no one really looks real close, oh, and you just like stingray and... I have fucking yeah. tears in my eyes. That's, that's actually a really good That's a cell tower. You know, you know what else too? Like people will tell you when, like, they find out that you just had kids. Like, oh my god, I love babies, but I call them on their bullshit. I'm like, all right, you want to watch them? Yeah. They're like, oh no, 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 I don't, I don't love them, love them. I just, you know, the pictures are cute. That's all. I like looking at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, crazy. You should listen to some more Louis C.K. He's during the period where he had kids under the age of two. He was at his funniest. Yeah. He was at his angriest. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. He, he, he would say that people ask the stupidest, stupidest questions all the time about the baby, and his answer is always the same. His answer is, have you ever seen a baby? Because that's exactly what my fucking baby's like. Yeah. Mm. It's fucking crazy, dude. That, didn't he, like, jerk off into plants? Was that him? Oh, Louis yeah. Right. Was that him or was that... Yeah. Uh, it's so that pitiful, though. Like, everybody was like, guy arms about it. Yeah, oh, that was... God, he's harassing me. But he, he's fucking pitiful jerking off into a plant. I just don't get that. I don't understand what that is. Why are you doing it into a plant? Like, I mean, you know, if you he got, were like he got drunk and high with a bunch of comedians, and like he was well known for like pulling his dick out sometimes, going check it out. Uh, yeah. Ah! yeah, they don't, and yeah. some some particular people of certain persuasions in those groups decided years later that they would remember this and go, "That's sexual harassment." Wow. Yeah. I don't do stuff like that, pulling my dick out. I like to say it's because it's too cold, but I just got a small dick, and that's how I play it <laughs> off. You know?
I don't want to go around telling people that. Like, I'll just be like, it's fucking cold in here. Like, what do you mean? It's fucking wow. August. It's like I'm six straight with a target penis, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, man, that's the... Hey, hey, you know what? It fucking happens, guy. You know? That's <laughs> what? I can't help it. You know, I got a size 13 foot, too. It is what it is. I don't know what to fucking tell you guys. No way. Hey, you come in here for 10 minutes, crazed? <laughs> I mean, I figured, I figured once fucking DNZ brought up the fake babies, it was fucking no holds barred. You can fucking go wherever with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. This is a great show. Fucking Sunday stream, baby. Balls Welcome out. That's how we roll. Sunday. <laughs> I just hope everyone's having fun. It's good. Cool. Yeah. How do you have babies? Do you, uh, like, actually concentrate on coding and stuff i've always thought dude it's fucking horrible dude because like every time like even if i like have to work remotely dude like i'm i've got a baby on my fucking lap that i'm feeding like i'll put the bottle in the baby's mouth and like i'll I'll lean the bottle on the desk or something and you know i try to fucking work like that but then they'll start crying because they want you to like pick them up and fucking put them on your chest and pat on their back and then then they want to fucking puke on you and your beard that's that's my youngest's favorite game like he'll fucking he'll hold puke in for like a solid three hours until i pick him up and he's like yeah all up in my beard but you know so just to bring this back around to uh some some infosec stuff like cryptography during world war ii and we had like the, the navajo whispers or whatever then the codes didn't get broken how likely do you think your kids will be able to use their like uh the magic language that nobody else knows to like maybe prevent nation state attacks. The twin speak. I don't know yeah. how effective they would be able to utilize it at this point in time. Cause they're two months old, but perhaps if they get older and that continues, then I don't know, I guess it could be used, but it's like, they really do communicate. There's like a system of grunts and fucking hand gestures and shit where they coordinate who's going to pee on dad. Um, they could also be a good, Password manager or something. If you start training them to like half yeah. your secret, one of them sources salt or something. Yeah. Uh, so whoever brought up the femtocell idea it was on to something. I mean, even if it's not, even if it's not, it was you. <laughs> yeah, even if it's not like fake babies, like just putting a femto in the bottom of a carriage. Can you take a pram into DefCon? Do they check that shit? Those crap's Captain Crunches in there. Do they check the baby? Oh, Would you physically inspect the baby and make sure it's a real baby? I don't think they're qualified baby wow. inspectors. I don't think goons have the, the required certification. Wow, but right. I wonder if casinos even do it. That's fucking that's an interesting one. Well, I know that uh that, that here junkies and meth heads and stuff, they use the pram to shoplift all the time. That's the most popular technique. Oh yeah. Put it in a pram. People don't bother you because you're a mother, so Wow. So if you're, holding, like? you're holding a newborn that also is like a femtocell or some sort of signal jammer, <laughs> or yeah, something. yeah, you know that's you know even you actually might even just do that. Like, baby doll, put a router in it or something. Bluetooth cool. storm, baby. I'm gonna that's start working cool. on that. I'll anyway. see you guys at DEF CON. If you guys, so you uh, can have an you can have an evil twin attack literally attached to one of Craig's <laughs> twins. And you can say that's the evil <laughs> twin. That's the good twin. So, like, you know, um, when you're out and you, you're doing a test or something and your equipment stops working, the battery goes flat, some sort of thing goes wrong, and you're like, oh, shit, i got to subtly fix this. My right? baby's gone flat. God damn it. <laughs> my, 
Yeah, but you can go to the parents' room, right? And you can just start charging the battery in the parents' room and you get a little bit of privacy away from... And, like, you got a pram and what looks like a baby, like, that's free reign and you go. I mean... It's actually, like, you know, Parados. They're like a... Um, like a... Like a uh, what are they? I don't know. Like, a, the thing that you put the baby in and it's got wheels. A carriage, stroller, carriage, bassinet, yes. stroller, stroller, bassinet, stroller. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know what I didn't. I never heard of it called a being called a pram before. Yeah, I was. I thought it was like a like a new term that I missed out on. No, I just a lot of American words are very very simple, like stroller because you stroll with it, or right. eater for food. You know, what are really dumb words? Yeah, we're not. We're like, not like, for like killer for fridge. Baby wheels is what they call it in America. That's the baby, the baby pushing machine. It's like Hot Wheels. It goes off the wall. <laughs> baby, wow. no more drag with wheels. <laughs> I've seen on TV. I wonder if we could get into making like baby tech products. Wait, isn't that are we going to talk about that as a topic in a couple of years? Baby. Yeah, so actually, uh, we, we were going to talk about that um, after Mainframe D came on. Uh, it's in like three weeks or so. So yeah, we'll be talking about, uh, I'm going to put out a, a call on Twitter to ask um, hacker parents if they want to come on and talk about how they actually like approach raising their kids with the knowledge that they have, especially because like little kids now are just glued to their, you know, smart devices. Like, uh, you know, and there's so much like other weird stuff that happens with like you know like baby monitors and like other sort of like technology for kids so definitely talking about how you're going to raise how they raise their kids and, and just discuss it and try to have it so that people can actually ask questions to them because there's a lot of stuff that people like are afraid to ask or don't know who to ask you know and there's a lot of misinformation about like you know what like certain websites can you know do or what it means for you know like if you have like uh like a, a buggy, like IoT product for your baby, like just yeah, stuff like that would be cool. Hey, so um, Mentos has mentioned in chat as well about uh, a story a few be a years back about Furbies spying on kids. That's definitely a thing. Furbies are being hacked to hell. Yeah, um, same with the baby. Yeah, the baby oh. monitors was the other thing because they're like a simple radio device that uh, with an SDR, like people were just straight up listening into baby monitors. Yeah, there was a couple of things. I think it was like a leapfrog device. I'm trying to remember what exactly it was. It was bar there was like Barbie dolls. People were hacking Furbies, but they weren't coming from the manufacturers. There was like some kind of like Barbie doll thing. And it was a big deal. Like the uh, EFF got involved. Uh, Barbie's first privacy violation? I don't know. Look it up. It's like two years ago, I think. Um... Yeah, there was one of those like leapfrog, a leapfrog thing or something that just—it was one of those like kids' toys that just was connected to the internet that was like people were able to like communicate with the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah, that's... no. Just don't do it if you're a fucking manufacturer. Stop. There's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, there's there's one of them. What is it? There's like a there's a little kids like doll that you could like. It was like tell your secrets to the doll, and it could like oh record. Oh my god, that's right. But it would dude. it would get uploaded to like a cloud like backend somewhere. Oh, my, so creepy. My, Called my friend Kayla. Oh my god! Wait, what? <laughs> there, I post it in the general. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, 
man, it's just so wrong. Like it just it, it can go to bad places. Don't fucking even put the opportunity there, right? Yeah, I think uh, like definitely kids being like naive about obviously where they're going to be in 20 years like kids aren't you know a five-year-old's not going like oh in 20 years this information might be used against me yeah yeah i made this secret that like i you know whether their secret is like i punched my sister in the face because she was annoying today like you know i mean one would hope that they wouldn't go back to like five years old but then again krebs went back to what 50 for malware tech so who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, like think... 15, 20 years from now, Whitey Cracker made a good point about this. Uh, who knows what your porn up history is going to affect 10, 15 years from now? Right, yeah. Yeah. It's almost as if it's been set up by a litigious society to generate work in future, bailing people mm-hmm. out of past transgressions in the legal system. That's how the mugshot websites work too. Just extortion. Didn't he actually get charged with that recently? So that's yeah, not, yeah. One of them did. So there's a lot of them. What, so what was uh? It was mugshots.com, right? Or it was a really popular one. I thought. Yeah, yeah, mugshots.com one. Um, on the link for it. Um, the hitting with extortion. Yeah, that's Good. that's going to be a popular one. Right? We're going to see that time and time again. Yeah, here we yeah, go. Like, re- revenge porn, obviously, um, is a reoccurring type thing that we see as well. Um, girl willingly shares nudes with her partner. They break up. Partner shares nudes on internet. Yeah. Uh, right. I think uh, ex- just extortion as a field is going to get a lot bigger and more specific um, and personalized. Agreed. As teenagers teenagers start um, extorting other teenagers at high school for bitcoins that's our future yeah uh, honestly if there's um, anybody that's debating which uh, which attack method to use don't fucking involve extortion like mine do mining stuff <laughs> drop mining Bro, well, as soon as the f word gets involved in any respect the fraud uh that's that changes the game entirely from uh, yeah. he's a good boy he's just fucking around he's just learning stuff he's really smart suddenly that doesn't matter to a judge anymore you yep. committed fraud that is true i think and there's a certain get... progression though there's like it's like there's a, a progression in both directions one an understanding of the law because new laws come in judges start to face more and more technical cases um but at the same time judges uh like most judges uh, you know have you don't become a judge overnight so the things that you've seen previously that might have been domestic violence or you know just petty theft or things like that where you're doing that in your lower career and then as you move up and now you're facing like this super technical uh you know hacking case well supposed hacking in your eyes all you know is hackers are bad you don't, you're not an infosec person. Like that's that's pretty hard to tackle for anyone. And I guess they're really trying to find the morality and the ethics within that person. So when yeah. somebody brings up like an old look at this person's history of behavior, they've been a mischief maker forever, and now they've crossed the line. Where it's like, no, 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 no. They were curious and they didn't cause any damage. Like 
but it's it's not specifically, you know, they didn't commit any We're crimes. looking at specific, like, criminality traits in the psychology of the person. Is this something that needs to be corrected before they, you know, they, before they rob a 7-Eleven to get drugs? Like, is their morality off kilter at a young age? Um, do they have that criminal kind of mindset that, you know, stepping over the line where you can't make the argument anymore that I'm just... I'm a genius, I'm curious, I'm poking around, I'm learning, I'm going to be an asset to somebody in the future. Um, can't make that argument if uh, the judge can see that the, the, the intent is, is purely criminal financial motivation yeah. and secondary is hacking or the method that was used to obtain financial advantage becomes secondary to the motivation and the motivation is uh, entirely criminal. You can't make the argument. You can't make the good boy argument at that point. You can't make the boys are wee boys argument. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The judge is just looking at the criminality, the psychology side of it, like criminal-minded. Um, to a degree, you we all agree that you should be if you're in this field. But, um, yeah, that's the metric I think that judges use in their mind when deciding between... Uh, what's fraud, what isn't fraud, what's serious, what's, what's a, a slap on the wrist. Yeah, is, uh, is this person just out to steal money because they don't understand how the world works or are they genuinely a computer nerd who slipped up? Yeah. I think as well, like, if you look at Thug Crowd, our name is Thug Crowd. Our logos and our, like, you know, image that we portray is, like, look how thug we are. And to us, it's a joke. You know, like we all think it's funny. That's why we're here, yep. right? Um, and we, you get the, you know, you play off the bug crowd thing. Like that's funny, um, crowdsourcing type stuff. But if you, if you just said the name, this is a member of Thug Crowd to a judge. I mean, right. he's, he's probably not going to get the joke. An online criminal gang, otherwise known as Thug Crowd. Yeah, it like just yep. doesn't play well at all for uh, the casual observer. But that's why it's, it's easy to make a matters. Yeah, I think yeah, it's easy to make arguments to say that, like, well, look at our history. We've only ever done, we've only ever tried to do good things. Um, yeah. You know, but for the uninformed, it's a little uh, intimidating. Yeah, like if if we were starting a motorcycle gang, and ironically, like we were totally making fun of all the organized motorcycle gangs in the world, so we called ourselves like hilariously dressed gangster motorcycle gang. Gruder. Um, like an angry face on our jackets. I don't think a judge would, would get it either. Um, if we started doing organized <laughs> yeah. biker gang kind of activity. <laughs> Start stabbing a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's parody. Yeah, like, the, shopkeeper, the shopkeeper stabbers <laughs> bicycle corporation. Like what? You just stabbed a shopkeeper and it's in your name? Fuck. Yeah, we, we totally will Who's start joking? like a, a, a parody narcotics ring. Right. Yeah, we're yeah, just joking. This is just satire. <laughs> <laughs> satire yeah, smells angles like Jeffrey Dahmer making the satire defense I don't think it would work it's such a fine line because like there is there is this line of uh, even just doing it wrong like taking it too far accidentally and then the joke's not even a joke anymore it's like whoops people well, we've got uh, we got kids that have joined our chats and think, ah, oh, thugs, you guys are like black hat and hardcore, right? right. Hard crowd. This is where I belong. Yeah. Um, and if they don't get the joke and they're easily influenced, they could end up in front of a judge trying to explain 
what the crowd means. Yeah, I think for anyone who joins um, and doesn't get it at first as well, I don't think they have no hope. I think they can have a look at some of the professionals that are around and go kind of like, oh, these guys are making serious, you know, careers out of this. Um, some of them making significant money. Um, and they're doing the same thing I'm doing, but it's good work and they're getting paid for it and it's all legal. This actually seems like maybe I can turn this thing that I've seen as crime into, well, I hope they see that, you know, the thing that they've been doing so far can be used for good and um, they yeah. still get to do all the fun bits. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. That's actually um, yeah. good vibes. And I were talking about that earlier. He was talking about there was some people that he knows from his, his discord community that came in with that sort of similar, like almost like, you know, petty kind of cr like crime mindset maybe, um, and turn that. And because they're able to be afforded the resources, um, with people who do have similar intents, like, I mean, if somebody came at us and told us about some crazy scam or some crazy thing, we've seen enough to be able to like, tell them like, Hey, that's not a good idea. Here's something else you should focus on. I think that sort of mindset for people is definitely <laughs> much yeah. more than just yelling I, found, I don't know if this is always true, but I've found over time that the, the best hackers that I've worked with have been people that have come from a um, uh, struggling background or, or kind of... In, mm. This is why I give a lot of time to, to Indian kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, because there's a, there's a certain extra challenge when you've got shitty hardware, secondhand gear, stuff that you got from a garage sale and the other kids have got nice shiny MacBooks. Um, yeah, that well, that element like, of you got to make it, you got to make this shit work because you got a 32 bit processor and puppy Linux, and that's all that's going to work. So, yeah, you're uh, able to afford a Raspberry Pi Zero, but they're able to afford like a whole bunch of USRPs and Proxmarks. And yeah, and it goes the other way that people that come from the privileged background that get into InfoSec often don't um, go through some of the hard knocks that, that develop like a wide ranging skill set. They just come in straight at the top, you know, with with Macos and Brew and everything done for them. Yeah. Uh, so we're, I mean, we talk about this, a joke about it a lot, but there is some value in in having to compile like a Linux kernel from scratch once in your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, most people yeah. never have to do it anymore, and so they don't. They lack a. Put that yeah, or like or like having to do stuff like you know like what I, what I had to do before about like a nice computer and could afford like you know, actual hardware is like, I got a computer from the dumpster, but I literally like had to learn like, you know, CPU, like frequency scaling and all sorts of other like turning off services and shit, like to be able to use the two gigs of memory that I had to be able to like do anything, you know, yeah. definitely have a lot of respect for people who come from like that. And it, oh, that was what I was getting at. So if somebody comes to me and as a kid, they got in trouble for something or they, or even if they didn't get caught, they did some black hat shit in their teenage years. And their motivation for that was, well, you know, I couldn't afford um, internet or access to this or whatever, so I just found a way to get it for free, steal five bucks a month, who cares? Um, I yeah, I, I see that as petty, and, and I don't really consider that a huge crime. So that wouldn't, that wouldn't block somebody from, from joining my business, for example. I think um, if you take that at, like back to the 90s, right? Like the ISPs, the price of internet in Australia, I don't know what it was in America, but... Over here, you would be charged a timed call at one point, and you would also be timed, like basically charged by the hour for the internet at like five, six, seven bucks for the internet, right? Or the yeah. dial up. And 
you know, 28.8, 36.6, whatever, like pre 56K. So not even good, like the shitty dialer. And um, a lot of kids couldn't afford that. And a lot of, ha- there was like lots and lots of hackers who um, had access to universities, who had access <laughs> to ISPs and things like that in order to simply get online. And if they never got online, they never would have learned what they learned. And now maybe some of those people are in uh, significant positions at very large corporations, you know, yep. like from that background, it's, it's real. I think and I was, uh, similarly, like right now to use a more current analogy would be if uh, uh, an Indian kid joins a chat, like literally from Mumbai in India, and he's, he does everything from, from like an $80 Lenovo tablet, five years old. And we laugh at him like, why are you, why are you using Termix and BusyBox and Nmap.apk? But at the same time, that, that struggle, that, uh, that barrier that he has to overcome just to be able to do basic shit that most of us take for granted. Um, they might be using an Android cell phone. Exactly, exactly, man. Um, and, and getting shit to work, like spending all day just getting, just debugging like Nmap and getting SSL to work under Nmap on, you know, Alpine or something. That's, you just don't have to do that on a more expensive piece of hardware. It just comes pre-baked. I think there's a certain amount of value in desperation. Like it definitely inspires you to do in 12 step recovery. They call it the gift of desperation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is in a way. Like I think a lot of us probably had uh, hiccups along the, the road and um, it makes you a better person at the end. It sucks in the moment though. Holy fuck. It sucks. Oh man. I remember at one point, um, I was like so poor that, uh, we were not eating properly. We were eating bags of rice mm. and, um, yeah, like we could have gone and card Like we had the skills to go and card money, uh, sorry, go and card food and feed ourselves like at least adequately, you know, but, um, we're at the point where it's like, nah, you know what, there's a better way. We'll just, we're going to keep grinding. And if it's, that's what it takes, we'll do it. Um, just to. Just to avoid that, I don't know. I, I feel like people like the carding and like botnet type stuff is a lot. Um, it's a little bit detached from what infosec and hacking and stuff is in a way. Um, it just uses the base techniques to try and yeah. It's, it's certainly known a lot of like um, like just nerdy drug dealers and stuff over the years that are primarily addicted to drugs and Counter Strike. And they also have on the side some minor script kitty skills. Um, and they don't have any interest at all in InfoSec. They're just oh, trying really? to get a couple of bucks together. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, Apparently, really? this is what most hackers are like. Jesus. They're not obsessed like us. They're, they're actually just out to get their dick wet and <laughs> get <laughs> a few crazy. bucks here and there. Wow. I know. Their priorities are all messed up. They should be I don't know anybody like that. Where Infosec. do you meet those people? <laughs> I can name I mean, a few places. Hack forms. Just just talk to Local, dude. He he retweets them all the time. Yeah, I don't know. He's a magnet for them. He so is. We should have him on. Like he should. I don't know where he is. I haven't he's seen probably him sleeping. <laughs> he's on. Uh, he's on their time zones. He's probably yeah, got Starbucks Carter exe open in uh, Ida. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, 
even so even if they are interested right like they're still if you're if you're going towards credit cards and shit like that uh, it's a different world man from when we were doing our cowboy thing back in the 90s like this is a this is a world that had 20 years to adapt to people fucking around with credit cards and fucking around with yeah. uh, stuff it's not just uh you don't just run kgen.xe or cardgen.xe and generate loon yeah dude it used to work like it totally it used to work, it used to work. you could fucking card diners club XE. fucking generator to pay for your aol uh-huh. yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> and, and worst case scenario if they actually did do real-time validation of card information or what's the key space of uh, expiry date you know oh. plus or minus a few years you could sit there and do it by hand and eventually get it right it was so and weird, they didn't man. have things like rate limiting back then they didn't think of such things and right. think of like somebody could automate this and just try every expiry date uh we better put it like a cookie or a nonce or something on this no they didn't think like that so. Well, AOL had it so that way it was by the hour billing. But if you participated on the help forum or whatever, it was free. I mean, I don't know. I heard allegedly ACH was really easy to abuse on AOL because they couldn't check it. So we uh, there's a couple of things that we had in Australia. I don't know. I guess you guys had as well, but I don't really know. It was like an ISP around for a while called uh, Global Freeway, and they would basically serve you ads using like their desktop client um, yeah we had generally yeah and like it was funny because the the number that they used here was like what's called when dial ip started coming a thing it's like a 0198 number is the is the prefix and um those numbers are like a local call from anywhere so they were giving you a, you a local call from anywhere where you were and then they weren't charging you for internet in return to display ads turns out this business model sucked because you could actually just configure the dial up account yourself yeah and then you wouldn't have to install that shit. Sniff the RAS I mean, Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Yep. Yeah, RAS, RAS credentials, that's it. And, um, like, that worked perfectly for a long time. And, um, yeah, you might have been skirting their advertising and probably breaking their terms of service. But, I mean, got you on the internet. And that was the most important uh-huh. thing. I never even thought of that. But that probably was technically illegal to do that stuff. Laws are stupid. But you you should probably follow the, the really heavy laws. <laughs> Statute of limitations. This is like, oh man, I don't, I don't even know when. I think, how long is it for the US? Seven. I think it's the same. Seven, yeah. yeah. Well, seven two. years. Oof. Well, I don't think I've done that. I, like, I, I think if they're going to go dig up logs from like this dead ISP to like get you on the most pettiest thing, I mean, someone's working real fucking hard to get you. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, you know, you're a like you're a minor, like all these things, like all this all this time ago. Like, no, that's not not gonna happen. But uh Yeah. But you're probably right. The problem is so just going back to it is is like Krebs, for instance, really just pissed me off with his digging because it, it's all stuff that was easily out there and available, but I, I know specifically I didn't mention any of it because I looked at the dates and I saw that he was targeting somebody that was a kid in the moment that he was referring to. Um, but yeah, we, we don't have that perception because none of our stuff is really archived like, uh, like it is now. Yeah. With our, uh, all of the mandatory data retention and all, all these other things. Cached everywhere. Thing. I think it's gotta happen more. I think, uh, Cache away. <laughs> 
Uh, caches and GDPR, though. Nuke it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I feel more and more that we're heading towards, like, you know, everybody in tech wants to go towards, uh, like, a lot of, like, the stuff that comes out of Silicon Valley, right? They want to bring these new, exciting technologies to the, the public. Everyone's got an app idea, you know. Um, but no one thinks, like, is this a good idea to implement? You know, what happens 10 years later with all this, like, you know, other stuff around it, these, these um, legislations and, and whatever? It's kind of like we're heading towards dystopia, even though we're trying not to. So like people have the best intentions and they got, you know, you know, they want to bring, make the world a better place, but this is sort of like counterintuitive. Nux, so where did you, uh, this was the top fucking Google result on this, mm, but it's a blog. I don't like uh, blogs. Yeah. It's kind of a blog, but I think they're, they're citing a case that that's what they like argued that or some shit. If somebody uh, that's uh, like sort of familiar with law but doesn't necessarily want to break the bar uh, rules wants to come on and talk about statute of limitations, that would be awesome. Because yeah, well, yeah, uh, according to this, it says two-year statute of limitations. This is for the U.S. For CFAA, computer fraud and abuse, two years seems really short. That does seem amazing. short. It seems amazing, but too good to be true, unfortunately. Yeah, I know with, um, I think it's the Computer Crimes Act of, that came in, like, either, there was a, there's a few specific ones that are, like, majorly relevant, which is, like, 89, 95, and 2001, maybe, or 2003. I can't remember exactly, but in inside one of those, um, man, I haven't read this stuff for a while, but inside one of those, there's, like, this, uh, a, a section written where it basically says, translated into technical terms you can port scan uh anything you want but if you find a vulnerability regardless of if you exploit it or not that's illegal but if you if you port scan it and don't then that's fine and that's my that, that was what i took away from it that's and amazing. i was just like what the fuck like, so they just added on it's just an add-on charge then yeah but I, I feel like um yeah i don't think every, anyone's gonna chase you for like port scanning a box that you don't own like as long oh, as good luck is my comment yeah. good luck to you <laughs> in your endeavors because uh there's a, enough hosts these days that will just delete the emails the abuse emails like uh cockley for instance uh, zero fucks are given about port scanning because it's not illegal it's just plainly not illegal to port scan it yeah plus may... i mean you look at a lot of pen test engagements and um I'm sure some of the more uh, guys who do more pen testing than I've done in the past have definitely checked out the agreement, checked out the scope, gone ahead, done it. And then, you know, the company's come back and gone, oh, actually, um, this like, you know, slash 24 is not our range. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've done the same fucking thing. And and I it was absolutely innocent. Like I was scanning uh, a network for and trying to break into it and did not for a second realize that it was not our ip range until like a week later uh so it happens it easily happens yeah i've fat fingered uh i've fat fingered <laughs> i can't go into details but i've owned like <laughs> a like a cisco catalyst box 
Oh, it was, uh, yeah, I changed like one <laughs> number in one octet and uh, completely different government organization. And they were not happy that just oh. a coincidence <laughs> that dot, dot one on the network that I was on and dot one on the other network were both had the same device <laughs> on dot oh, one, shit. which was a Cisco Catalyst. Yeah, and uh, had the same vulnerability. And um, turns out basically every government device that was running Cisco Catalyst had that same vulnerability. Had and, they still do. Um, and if I had just changed like anything in that class B, not one probably would have been a catalyst sitting at the end of it. But That's great. That was a big incident. Um, and the way, that I, the way that I found out was that uh, the SNMP scanner that I was using was written by a, a hacker group called ADN. Oh, yeah. And it changed the host name to test whether Cisco SNMP write community string was working. It actually changed the, the host name to ADM on the box um, to test whether it had the ability to, to change settings over SNMP. My God, and it didn't change so it that's back. That's the setting it changes. It changes the host name and then it doesn't change it back. It just leaves <laughs> it. That's great. So I, I didn't even know that I'd owned this thing. I just got a, yeah, some, some goons came to my desk and said, hello, you got to come so with us. So wait a minute, oh, they didn't fuck. know either. That's the fucked up part. Well, they like, found out when everything broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the entire network. What the fuck is going uh, on? <laughs> Cisco works when they were looking at like, yeah, where's switch zero one? They're like, oh, there it is, but it's called ADM now. What's ADM? Is that? Oh, I'm surprised that they even caught that. I'll be honest. <laughs> even a host name change. They, yeah, I was surprised as well. A few days went by. I was just like a five-day engagement, and I was just scanning in the background. I didn't even know that I did this. It was military, though? That makes sense if it was military. Yeah, no, sort of. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, any anything that has, uh, what am I looking for, regulation or certification, I could see them finding it. Even right. PCI, right? Because you got uh, well, just the incident response. Like, there's been a change on a production core infrastructure device. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's that's a that's a level five incident response right there. I don't know why they didn't catch it sooner. Actually, that's kind of fucking scary. Actually, you know, I mean, I don't know I what didn't actually, it didn't impact. It didn't impact anything except changing the host name. So it wasn't until an administrator just happened to be looking at, you know, statistics or logs or something and went, "What the fuck is that?" So not to, um, not to but the fact what, what I'm talking about is actually that SNMP. I'm, I'm assuming it was SNMP v1, right? With the community string, you said. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. the fact that you could make write changes, like not just read, but you could write. It's like, um, you know, how was this unnoticed this whole time? Dude. You know what I mean? Like at yeah, least turn SNMP had, like, off. intrusion detection across the whole network, and it did. They did go back through the logs and found that, you know, real secure had set an alert saying SNMP write. Uh, but that's okay. like it was a low risk vulnerability so wow <laughs> and, uh, like these days i mean we've got a lot more infrastructure around socks and stuff we get, you know there's people out there they're yeah. just like reading splunk all day mm. and i mean i guess um it, it, within that kind of environment you would pick it up a whole lot quicker than you would yeah. with uh yeah, you'd be able to click the ignore button like way faster a lot of shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the noise too noisy out there sometimes you know <laughs> plus we didn't have like there, there's this stricter source routing between vlans and shit now like a nowadays uh, a spoofed udp snmp packet coming from an adjacent subnet most likely wouldn't make it through by default Whoa. through um it should drop I don't know. 
it should. But back then we were a lot more like firewalls for the worth of the perimeter. And then once you're on the yeah. inside, it's just a flat network. Yeah. Oh, oh. That's still the case on a lot of legacy networks today. The bigger just, the network, the more likely that is. You know, I've noticed with a lot of uh, Netgear switches, because I, I do consulting. So like I've set up VLANs on a, on a lot of switches and I've noticed on some Netgear models, I'll set up VLANs and I'm able to traverse across all the VLANs as if it's a flat network without issue. On what, which VLAN are you on? 99? No, no, no. Just like, so say I set up like corporate VLAN as VLAN 1 and then like, you know, I set up VLAN 2 for the guest network. Yeah. From the guest network, I'm able to ping items on VLAN 1 on that network that's behind that Netgear switch. Doesn't happen with HP. Doesn't happen with Cisco. Even TP-Link doesn't do it. But Netgear is like the worst shit as far as networking goes, as far as I'm concerned. Is that across a trunk at some point? Like there's a trunk port somewhere that is maybe... uh... That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Are you in a trunk port maybe? No. Just fucking Netgear. (laughs) Write write it up, man. Get credit for it. Netgear have uh, have a lot of their source code online, don't they? It's time to start auditing. Well, yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's not what I get paid for. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> in that. You know if, what I mean? If they I, don't have a bug bounty, they will very soon. Yeah. Well, I think Nicker is the only company of network device I've ever had brick off a of firmware update to. Like, I've literally followed it to a T to do so. It's garbage. Yeah. Only like Nicker devices I'll even use anymore are just some dump switches. Really not a good. They've never been a good networking company. They're the cheap though. Always sucked. They're really cheap. cheap. One of the uh, so there was <laughs> this crazy. bug that I worked. Uh, not, I didn't really work on the bug. I, I was working support actually at the time. This is a long time ago, but uh, there was a specific um, D-Link. Like I was working for an ISP, and there was a, a D-Link uh, DSL router that would just die randomly, and no one. <laughs> everyone was like, "What the hell?" And so the whole support section was like. Yeah, if the lights stop flashing, you just reboot it. Reboots the answer. It's just, it just does this, and nobody figured out why. But what we eventually figured out, or what me and some other people figured out, was that um, when you have UPnP enabled and you open a torrent client and it forwarded like a bunch of ports, there wasn't enough memory, um, and you would like there was some sort of uh, memory corruption happening through like the uh, port, like the the table being too large and then that was what was causing it to actually crash hmm. that's interesting so, like, yeah <laughs> ever since then i'm just like nowhere go nowhere near d-link um, i fucking loved my d-link router for like 15 years until it betrayed me and now i now i will never go near d-link again <laughs> god damn cross-site like, scripting um, so do you guys remember, you guys probably talked about it on the show. I haven't been around in a while, but that whole, I forget what it was called, but like routers were setting UPnP like to be visible on the WAN so That's that, right. you know, anybody could, you, you did talk about that? Uh, no, we totally should, but I, I was just going to make the offhanded comment earlier. You know, we were talking about SNMP and write. I'm sure you could probably go on Shodan and there's probably like 10 million oh, yeah. devices that are writable right now. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Definitely. Yeah. yeah so, that, uh, uh, shadow server, I was looking at the shadow server website uh, a few days ago and I noticed that they still have lists of, um, 
uh, a whole bunch of things like uh, UPMP, PMP, and stuff like that. That's really, yeah, yeah. That's on the left. Just scroll down. There's like a whole bunch of information about it. Scans.io does it too, I think. Right? I'm not sure if the if the actual the data itself, like the actual raw data and of of those is given out but uh unless you're part of the project but um yeah they, they do look at a lot of those things that's pretty cool so i mean that could just give you an idea of shit to look at on showdown hey uh crazed so yeah. what um what was the detail of that so it would open up and what vendor uh like? so it was actually spread across a bunch of them um there was asus d-link uh netgear was in there uh i think some cisco shit but there was a bunch of them and, and basically it was just being used to like amass a huge botnet. And this is like when the FBI issued that like thing where it's like, oh yeah, reboot your router. Oh, okay. It was, it was pretty recent. Yeah, it was yeah. fairly recent. It was, like two weeks, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I think like three or four. And uh, what, was, what, what were they allegedly exploiting? Well, they were just using people as proxies as, you know, what i read like there was a nice script right yeah yeah it yep. was over ssdp right <clears throat> i mean i've seen um in in a little higher end routers as well like past that soho level where uh the upmp is enabled and you can use that to traverse yeah uh, yeah actually that's what i meant well so like yeah. not from external, but that's but like, from the LAN side on the higher end firewalls. That should just be from LAN. You can't. Uh, you like, I'm talking LAN facing. UPMP. Yeah, that's, that's why like there is so no bad. UPMP on Junos stuff. Right, on, but on but home level routers, right? Like UPMP is the reason that your Xbox and your PS4 works. Right. Well, it was invented it for Xbox, as yeah. I understand it. Thanks, um, Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you just put my router into a free proxy for anybody that wants to route the, through my fucking connection. Cool. The thing is, too, is you'll see it on like Soho routers as well. Like, you know, I, I have some clients with some Sonic Wall Sohos, and you know, that was definitely something that came up really on Sonic Walls. Yeah, dude, I fucking hate Sonic Wall so much. Um, yeah. Like just not not that they're shitty in the way that they work and everything. Just like their whole like their web GUI pisses me off to no fucking end. Their yeah, command line just leaves things to be desired. Like I'd rather fucking do command line in DOS than fucking Sonic OS bullshit. Yeah, I don't Fuck even you, know Sonic Wall. <laughs> Fuck you, Sonic Wall. Add a fucking <laughs> search to your goddamn fucking web GUI, motherfucker. <laughs> this is the Thug Crowd podcast. We have fucking clout. We have merchandise. We will fuck you up. And we're brought to you by Cisco. Yeah. So, uh, That's just, right. <laughs> the brand that matters. <laughs> Good thing you don't have any sponsors. Well, you know what I like? I like uh, Sophos firewalls. Wait, wait. We dope. just got a sponsorship in? Sonicwall's fucking great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love Sonic I, I want to recant everything that I said. <laughs> Um, have you guys used as like I, I only saw it recently like I've used uh, a lot of like PF sense and that type of stuff because like BSD life yo but um uh, <laughs> open BIOS. sense open sense not yeah open sense that's right <laughs> yeah well, I, I mean I don't think open sense has been around fuck all you new faggots I use tomato GDWRT <laughs> <laughs> hey man I got um, that on my router yeah goddamn right seriously finally some respect. <laughs> 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 um 
just on that topic, if you are building static libraries that you want to put on a random ass router, then you should uh, have a look at the OpenWRT build chain. It's super handy. Handy. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. I almost just spit beer all over my keyboard. <laughs> I just got to point that out. The, that uh, that Asus open one to uh, Merlin WRT is pretty dope too. Like, what about, uh, like you guys use BIOS, which is like a WRT. Oh, dude. I, I just started looking into BIOS. Right, and I was going to learn how to use it and stuff, but the place where I applied didn't hire me, so I was like, "Fuck them! I'm not learning this shit." What, what's it called? Vi- v- yeah, V Y O S. The hell? Yeah. What that shit is that? Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of Debian-based router right. OS, like yeah. a normal, like so the interface to it, the <laughs> command line interface is like using a router, but it yep. is Debian underneath, so you can do like normal shit. Yep. That's amazing. I've never heard of it. Interesting. It's very popular in England. And that's what? where the company that I was applying for was headquartered in. It's cool. It's so like destined for a botnet, but well, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. what is it nowadays? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I had one of my work colleagues. He was in the Slack channel uh, over the weekend. And he was like, oh, the battery keeps dying on my fucking whatever you call those thermostat things, the botnet thermostats. He's like, does any has anybody ran into this before? And I was like, how much did that botnet cost you to install into your house? And and he was like, oh, it was seventy bucks. Blah, blah, blah. He didn't get what I was talking about, but I think that you know that box has been owned, and that's why it's draining battery so quickly. He's like, it didn't used to be like this. It's mining Monero. Dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Right. <laughs> the battery is the most uh, obvious giveaway. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it out there. I told him. I said, put something upstream of it, and uh monitor it see what's going on yeah yeah feel that battery warming up yep. hmm, must be nothing <laughs> yeah. i'm sure it's nothing what's the what's a span port what's that too haha yeah or a tap yeah just a physical yeah. tap mm-hmm. and not those stupid fucking ninja ta- you know the, the ninja throwing star taps man they they really i don't like them What's wrong with but those? Ninja Dude, those stars are, are dope, though. Ninja stars are, less, are dope as fuck. Yeah, you can't fuck with those. Are dope. Well, I, I, don't, I don't like the, the land tab because, first of all, it's passive, so it's 100 megabit, like, which in some cases doesn't matter. But the other <laughs> thing that I don't like about it is that you need two NICs to get bi-directional traffic. Dude, yeah, true. I, I, I want to say one thing, though. Uh, I heard earlier you guys were talking about, like, merch for DEF CON and shit. Dude, we should fucking do Ninja stars. Fucking ninja styles with uh, do we have a logo? Dude, nobody's gonna trust from just throw them around. Just throw them around at fucking like in just go to a conference and just fucking throw it when people are paying attention to like a talk or something. We have our fans for man. The the oh yeah, the USB fans. I mean we there'll be some thug crowd stickers around. I really want to do the fans. If somebody has a fan plug, uh, hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Dude. Wow. Well, um, this is, I realize it's actually a little bit past 7.30 when we're supposed to be over. Um, so, but you guys are in luck because I just, uh, Armin and I just made some steak. Oh, you ordered some today, steak? <laughs> That's good. Let's talk about steak now. Oh god, it's so good. Oh, steak, steak hacking. You know what? But you know what? People who get steak well done are fucking animals. Oh it's yeah. True. yeah. Trump, it's Trump has well done. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about Trump with fucking well done and ketchup. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's why I stopped supporting him. Take that you shit to being... Canada. 
<laughs> you're being trolled. You're being yeah. trolled. Yeah. You think it's a troll? It fucking better be. I, if I ever saw him do that, I'd be like, look, I understand you're the president. Yeah, like, yeah. Stop that that's shit. Rough. That's he why, that's why it's too. a good troll. That's why yeah. it's a it is, troll. It is a goddamn good troll because that is fucking... <laughs> That is horrible, dude. That's like apostating your fucking. President donate KFC. He's like, well, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear my fucking with steak. With a knife man. and fork. He'll eat his pizza with a knife and fork. Fuck you. <laughs> Were you saying good advice? I said, I still want to fucking hear my steak moo when it gets on the fucking table. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. That's right. lost. Mm. I like I like mine medium rare. You know, I like it a little bit pink and. Yeah, that's, oh, I goodness. think that's the key, man. Like, it's oh, an art. Oh, God, thing. my dick is getting so hard right now talking about steak. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. Do oh, we have a for work on this? Or? Dude, I haven't fucking had steak. And, oh, you better do, because I swear a lot, especially uh-huh. since I had kids. You know what my wife was telling me? She's like, I want you to start swearing less around the kids. And I said, fuck that. These fucking kids are going to swear. Like, that probably first word is going to be fuck or cunt. <laughs> One of them. Hey, these kids are going to swear. Yeah, goddamn right they will. If anybody's putting this show on for their kids, you're right. just dumb. You're really parental advisory one. And, dude, do you remember when you were a kid and like the cooler you were as a kid, the more you swore and the better you were at it? And that's like how you gauged how cool a kid was. Uh, no, because this no? is Australia and we just fucking swear like it's not. Well, yeah, it's so different. Yeah, over here it was a bit different. Yeah. But... You guys still censor. You guys still censor on TV, though. I noticed. Like, yeah, yeah. Wait, but, what's up with that? You fucking. But don't cunts? they show titties on Australian TV? It's, it's all over the place, dude. They got fucking no weirdos. idea what they're doing. Goddamn. In in some places in Australia, you can't buy alcohol until after midday on a Sunday, and then at eight PM that night, you're not allowed to buy alcohol anymore. Because yeah. Jesus. That's Puritan. Yeah, Puritan laws. That's amazing. But there's plenty there's plenty of places that have liquor licenses that are twenty four hours as well. You just need to know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basement. If you know how to talk to people, you can buy anything from them. Like even if they're not supposed to sell it at that time, you just gotta be able to like I think do it. I mean in every city in every country on the world. Yeah, pretty much, dude. Yeah. Uh, cash will rule that I transaction. I wouldn't try and bribe them. I just try and fucking talk to them. Like, look, look, I really need this beer. I've got twins. Like, this is my only shirt with somewhat less puke and shit on it. Can I please just have this beer? <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So, um, Tuesday, everybody, come on Tuesday with uh, all of your bug bounty questions for Casey from all Bug right. Crowd. And potentially, uh, maybe Sam Houston will come on too. He came on before. Um, I haven't heard from him in Discord in a while. But uh, yeah, so we'll get to people from from Bug Crowd. You can air your uh, grievances, ask questions, and uh, I'd like to get uh, I'd like to get both Naffy and Casey on at the same time. That yeah. would be amazing. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that, dude. I like when we get more Australians on here because you guys fucking go yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> I like it. Um, so yeah, so um, yes, as Smoogies has just said in their Switch stream, um, anybody is pretty much able to come on if you want to, just come to our Discord, uh, and you can ask for roles, and if you're not a dingus, then you can come and chat. Um, <clears throat> well, <laughs> I just had a, a, a link, where did I post it on? Posting it for... Get the best man on here, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, hold on one second. So you can come say hi. Um, this is. I think it's good that we have this property, by the way, a property of time. Uh, it's a horrible term for it, but like a lot of people can't just they can't make the schedule work for our Tuesday shows. And yeah. I get that, right? like it's even hard for me to do sometimes. But uh, having two <laughs> separate ones, that's cool. Man. That's, yeah, I like it. Yeah, when I know when I noticed this in the IRC, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm I'm not dealing with babies right now. Let me let me get up on this." <laughs> yeah, dude. So, it's a good job. It's fun. It's nice to vent to the people to talk about, you know, like the, because, dude, if I say this shit in real life, everybody looks at me like, "Oh, you're a horrible father." And it's like, "Fuck off." Well, I, I mean, mean you are, but we embrace it, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not good at it, but I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm still there. You're doing great, dude. You know? You're doing great, dude. I would say that nobody thinks they're good at it because it's. You just dump, jumped two feet into like a really deep pool twice, yeah. and there's an undertow, and you're gonna drown, but you're doing yeah. all right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Pretty amazing when you discover that nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing, and that adult is a meaningless kind of term. Right? Oh, your child <laughs> and had children, and you're like, what the hell? I'm not a grown up yeah, dude. It's oh, one of the weirdest. No. It's one of the weirdest things to become aware of as you get older and mature and stuff. Yeah, like as a kid, it's terrifying to to realize that nobody nobody really knows what they're doing, and nobody's really in charge. And this is yeah. all just fucking. All <laughs> reality is just kind of unfolding in front of you, and there's nobody behind this at all. It's out of control. It's and that's amazing. Scary. It's a, it's yeah. scary, but it's fun too. Like, it, well, it adds a sense well of let me let me just let me just step in there because you said it was fun. <laughs> now. It's not fun in the sense like going to a theme park fun. It's fun in the sense like, hey, look, they're sleeping now. I can go do stuff again. It's fun in you the know? sense of, hey, there's a red light. Let me step on the gas pedal. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. We made yet, it. But... Yay. <laughs> Let's try it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this, this has rules now. Um, join Daniel, Daniel, please. Uh, I don't know uh, what happened with your, um, what's it called, invite. You're not in, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. There's Good a, game, WP. What does WP mean? Yeah, come on, guys. Invite Daniel. <laughs> Who is Daniel? Who is Daniel? All right, try again, uh, Daniel. <laughs> Everyone yeah. asks, how is Daniel? Doing well. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't have my sound effects. I should get them hooked up, right? Oh. Yes. Yeah. All right. Hold up. Oh, give me one second. We got. I have this really good steak. I need to just uh, try and. God damn it! Maybe we don't oh. have some hackers in this chat who could write like a plugin for Discord that allowed us to add our own voice filters without having to install anything. Yeah, I'm using yeah. a, a sampler. <laughs> Yo, is that Vista joint? <laughs> What's up, Biss? The real oh, he, he didn't he come didn't. in the voice chat, right? Yeah, he's down there. I don't see him. I see him. Oh, he yeah. just disappeared. Holy shit. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, there he my is. God. This is Mike. Mm, almost. Okay. Nope. Well, All right. Um, Biss? Yeah. Biss, just scream when you, uh, yeah. when you do get it working. Discord blues. So on the, on the topic of uh, on the topic of getting like somebody to write some voice changes and stuff, like I was looking at um, getting a SIP client, like, like different uh, SIP client Python libraries, 
like smashing them together with the discord like python libraries and just making a bot for the uh like for an asterisk for like you know sit bridge or yeah whatever yeah i'm sure you guys that have like um that have played around with like jack d and elster and vst plugins under nix would would know some ways to route regardless of whether the discord client lets you do any of this stuff I, I just want to clarify that knowing and like persisting are totally different fucking things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how to do lots of things. I don't do anything. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, like, that's the struggle. Yeah. yeah. Audio true. on Linux is like when you like, because I've been doing production stuff on Linux and it, it is very painful, very, yeah. but it works. Wait, what's what works? Like kernel updates and stuff? No, I mean like real time audio with a kernel and then like uh, having MIDI controllers and multiple yeah. interfaces and sound cards and Jack D and audio routing, like all that shit. It works, but like it's, well, it's not. It might fun. work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my uh, comment. Let me put the latency and stuff down to the point now that it's actually usable on the Linux. Like you could, you would use a open source VST stuff. Yeah, the, the main fine. thing with VSTs on Linux, though, is there's, like, a thing called uh, Airwave on GitHub, and that is, like, a wrapper for Windows VSTs to load through Wine and then be loaded natively as, like, shit. <laughs> uh, that actually works really well. Yo, is that this? Uh, are, are you there? He's still figuring the out. White the white hat known as this. The white hat known as this. He's like, what the it's fuck? It's actually is just me. Answer? I'm trying to get on my other microphone, but it doesn't fucking work. God damn it. <laughs> Maybe this should show Dad how to use uh, Discord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, steak. I want some steak. <laughs> How do I get some goddamn steak? <laughs> Gains access to industrial control. Can't get voice working. Oh my god. Hack <laughs> yeah, awesome. We really have become... Yeah. Like, Assuming yeah. it's really him too. We're probably all just like talking shit. It's just some rando who chose that name. It's <laughs> fun. I love it. The trust model. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, I don't trust the, any the people. Asleep right now. Don't trust anybody. Never. Not even yourself. Especially oh, yeah. not yourself. All right, yo, it's um, it's getting a little bit late, so I'm gonna end the stream now. But thanks everybody for coming and hanging out. And <laughs> Adios. Yeah, bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry, we couldn't hear Peace. Yeah, next. Time. Put your hard drives in the microwave. Yes. Does that really five work? Minutes. Not really. We turn it from five yeah, minutes, so maybe. <laughs> No, I think thermite is the only thing. No, a drill. Three quarters. Oh, a microwave. Put a microwave. Microwave.